This podcast is brought to you by the College of Nursing at Brigham Young University. For more information about its programs, faculty, students, or alumni events, please visit nursing.byu.edu. All right, when you hear the words Red Cross, what do you think of? Volunteers in red vests? A blood drive? Today we're going to explore how you can get involved in the Red Cross as a nursing student and eventually as a nurse. Hey guys, I'm Adia Hansen. And I'm Corbin Smith. Together we are going to explore the nursing profession. With exclusive interviews for nurses working in jobs you want to know about. Transferring info from one nurse to another. This is the College Handoff. Hey all, and welcome back to the College Handoff. Today we have a super special episode for you all. We're going to be talking with somebody that you may know very well, Blaine Winters, a professor here at BYU and the Utah Red Cross Nurse Coordinator. He's going to talk about his time as a Red Cross volunteer, what he's done as a volunteer, and why the heck you should become a Red Cross volunteer. After him, we're going to hear from our very own Hannah Kaplan, a third semester nursing student at BYU, who's going to discuss the psychology minor and how it can enrich your nursing education. So now I want to give a huge, huge hearty welcome to Blaine Winters, an associate teaching professor here at the BYU College of Nursing. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in and talking to us. We're going to talk a little bit to Blaine today about the Red Cross and his role in the organization. But before we do that, will you introduce yourself a little bit, Blaine? Sure, yeah. So my name's Blaine Winters. Uh, As you mentioned, I'm an associate teaching professor at BYU in the College of Nursing. Uh, My uh, schooling, I I went to BYU and got a degree in health sciences. Um, And then I went back to school and became a nurse. So I have uh, a bachelor's, master's, and doctorate from the University of Utah. And I'm currently a certified acute care nurse practitioner. Um, I have done a variety of things in, in my work. As a nurse practitioner, I worked with the trauma service at the University of Utah for 11 years. Uh, I was also the director of the acute care nurse practitioner program at the University of Utah for six years. And I've been here at BYU for the past eight years, of which I have truly enjoyed. Yeah, go Cougs, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a true cougar. There you go. There you go. So let's talk a bit about the Red Cross. Okay, you have great. been heavily involved recently mm-hmm. with the Red Cross, and if I understand correctly, you recently have started a new role or position in the mm-hmm. Red Cross. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So I have I have two positions at the Red Cross right now. The first one is I am on the disaster health services team for our central chapter here. Uh, the Central Utah chapter is what it is. And what we do is we go out if there are um, fires, whether brush fires or house fires, uh, floods, earthquakes, any type of thing where people would need services, and we um, can provide sheltering for them. We help them uh, getting their medications and their medical needs taken care of if, if they need it. Uh, my other role is I'm the regional nurse leader for the Utah-Nevada region, and my role with that is um, I am over the all of nursing in, in this region uh, with a big role of, of helping with recruiting for the Red Cross and getting uh, students, nurses, physicians, whoever may be interested in joining us in, in this great organization. 
Yeah, you've come to the right place. We've got a ton of nursing students yep. and recent graduates listening. So we'll make sure that you can give your uh, sales pitch to them in okay. a, in a little great. bit. But before we do that, talk to me about the Red Cross as an overall organization. Because I think I associate the Red Cross with natural disasters, things mm-hmm. like Hurricane Katrina. And when that happened, I was a little boy. And I kind of associate the Red Cross generally with that. But I'm sure you can go a little bit more into detail with what they do. So could you tell me about that? Uh, They have an area where they focus on service to armed services, members and families, and they provide support to them during difficult times. Uh, The Red Cross also provides a huge um, proportion of the blood that's needed in the United States. So their biomedical services is also a huge area um, that is constantly going. We provide a lot of uh, education for people, whether it's CPR, um, disaster planning. We go into people's homes and make sure they have fire detectors set up uh, to make sure that they're safe and if they have a fire that they can get out. Um, we also have uh, international services uh, that are stationed around the world. The Red Cross here is is the American Red Cross, and we fall under the auspices of the International Red Cross, which also uh, works a lot with disasters um, throughout the entire world, not just here in the United States. Okay, cool. So it seems like it's a really big tree almost with a bunch of different branches where you can go it in is, and yeah. talk or be a part of this organization mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about specifically the way that you are involved with the Red Cross okay. and how nurses, whether they be current students or recent graduates or they've been graduates for a while, Mm -hmm. how can they get involved with your branch? Oh, okay. That's a great question. So I think there's a couple areas that that nurses would be great in. The first, obviously, is the disaster services. And we actually have a recent graduate from our program here at BYU, Lauren Price, who was over um, disaster services for our region and she was recently appointed to that. Um, In terms of disaster services, we serve on what are called disaster action teams. And um, so for instance, let's say um, a family has a house fire, and in that house fire, the family has lost their home. Um, But in terms of medical problems, they've lost all of their medications, they've lost their uh, medical equipment that they have, and um, if that occurs, then someone on my team would be called and we would meet with that client. Right now with COVID going on, we just meet over the phone um, and we work with them in um, figuring out ways to get their medical needs met. The other two areas that, that nurses and nursing students could really become involved is in the biomedical services, uh, in helping out with blood drives and providing um, doing the pre-assessments of the, the people who are coming in to have their blood taken, being there if there are any problems. And then also education obviously would be huge. Nurses have a great education in a wide variety of areas um, that, that the Red Cross could use. The one other area that I find that I think nurses really add is they're great communicators and they have great leadership abilities. And so they can function in a lot of these um positions in the Red Cross where you need a good leader and someone who can organize and make sure that things happen. Nurses have a big, big duty mm-hmm. to go and help them get back up on their feet. And the Red Cross yeah. seems like that's what their main job is. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. yeah. And the great thing about the Red Cross is it, it provides an organization. They provide the st- 
the training, um, all of the resources that you would need for a nurse to be able to do that. Yeah. And with the Red Cross, I know it is a huge volunteer organization. Mm -hmm. Would working in the Red Cross as a nurse be a volunteer opportunity or would it be a paid opportunity? Uh, for the most part, it would be a volunteer opportunity. So all the things I do are, are volunteer. Um, there are paid staff in the Red Cross, but for the majority of the things that are done in the Red Cross are done by volunteers. Yeah, and I think that that doesn't diminish in any way the the power or the the nature of this opportunity because oh, no. either way, no matter what happens, whether you're getting paid or not, you're getting experience that is really going to help you later on. Yeah. You're dealing with people that have dealt with traumatic experiences mm -hmm. and those skills are going to be able to translate into the hospital one day when you, wherever you end up in the mm -hmm. hospital. So the Red Cross is a really, really valuable experience no matter at what point you are in your nursing career, right? I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Would you say that there's a relative demand for nurses currently? Oh, yeah. We currently in this region, we really need uh, disaster health services workers um, and nurses fit that bill perfectly. They yeah. have all the skills they need to do that. Yeah. And kind of going beyond the branch that you work in, in the Red mm -hmm. Cross and that umbrella, what are some other pl other ways that nurses could get involved with the Red Cross? Well, I think, um, like I said, there will always be opportunities for leadership within the Red Cross for nurses just because of the skills that they have um, as nurses. Um and the other area I mentioned was the biomedical services. There's always a need for uh, people with those types of skills uh, to work in the Red Cross. Awesome. So how does the American Red Cross or these smaller smaller groups, these smaller chapters that are here in Utah and Nevada mm -hmm. and California, what does that look like when there's a big national disaster? Because I know recently there's mm -hmm. the wildfires in Northern California have been raging again, mm -hmm. and there was a hurricane in Louisiana and Texas. What does that look like? So that's a great question. So when we have a major disaster in the United States, a call will go out to um, all of the volunteers within the Red Cross who have the skills that may be needed in that area. Um, and they will they will send out a call, and those who are available um, will be able to go to the actual disaster area and work there uh, and help out. So, for example, uh, I speak Spanish, and when the, the earthquakes hit Puerto Rico a couple of years ago, or actually I guess it was last year, I received a call uh, from the Red Cross wondering if I could go and provide disaster health services in Puerto Rico. Um, so it would be the same thing. We've sent uh, people to Las Vegas when they had the mass shootings. And um, nurses are just, they are really highly looked upon in the Red Cross, and they serve a great role. Unfortunately, we don't have enough of them, and we would like more nurses in the Red Cross to help meet these needs. Yeah, seriously. And if there are any nurses out there with that itch to travel to go mm -hmm. and help other people in communities that they're not really a part of, mm -hmm. that would be a perfect opportunity for them, it seems oh, like. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also retired nurses. We love retired nurses who may not have a full-time job anymore, and they have more time to, to dedicate to the Red Cross. So any, any um, person with nursing experience can provide a great benefit to the to the American Red Cross. The more, the merrier. I agree. Yep. The more, the merrier. Agreed. And if 
I was a listener, if I was a nurse that really wanted to get uh -huh. involved with the Red Cross, how would I do that? Well, there's a couple ways you could do it. You could contact me if you wanted, and I could kind of walk you through the process. Or you can simply go to the American Red Cross web website, uh, sign up as a volunteer, um, and then they will contact you and uh, help you get set up as a volunteer within the Red Cross. Awesome. And what is your email so people could go and write you one really yeah, quick? Yeah, it's Blaine, B-L-A-I-N-E, dash winters at byu.edu. Perfect. So everybody out there who's trying to go and help people in different communities all across the nation, contact Blaine and he will give you all the information that you need. We would love it. Thank you so much for coming in, Blaine, and talking to us about the Red Cross and... Hopefully, we can find all those nurses that we need to help the, those people who really are dealing with those traumatic experiences. Sounds great. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Did you know that the BYU College of Nursing has a YouTube channel? Subscribe to the channel to watch student spotlights and program updates. Okay, we are here today with Hannah Kaplan, and she's going to be a third semester nursing student, and she is a psychology minor. Um, so Hannah, how long have you been a psych minor? Um, I started doing the psychology minor my first semester at BYU, actually. Mm -hmm. So three and a half years. But I finished it in two years. So I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. The whole time, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what made you want to sign up to be a psych minor? Well, I knew that I wanted to minor in psychology when I was like a sophomore in high school. Um, and that was back when I was pre-law. Um, that was my plan. I was going to like go to law school. Um, and then I changed my mind and decided I wanted to be pre-med. And I was still going to minor in psychology. But then I got here and decided to do nursing. Um, and the reason that I wanted to do a psych minor from that point was just because I felt like it was very useful information for, I mean, almost any field. In law, it yeah. can help with understanding clients and also winning cases if you're good enough, you know, um, it can make a lot of difference in success for that field. Also in medicine, I just think having a psychology background really changes your paradigm mm -hmm. and how you practice medicine uh, because we are more than just our biology by far. And we don't get a lot of that psych training. Um, luckily, I am really glad that the nursing program does have some psych classes um, to cover that because I think it's a really big deal. Um, psychology affects every person, whether it's human behavior or psychological disorders. I mean, it's really important information in understanding yourself, um, the behavior of those around you, and especially of the patients that you treat and being able to holistically see them um, and all of their needs. So I always thought that it would be like a very informative and very useful training to have, uh, but especially in Medicare, I think it's important for everyone to have that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think it's cool that you're like combining nursing, which applies to almost anything, and also psychology, which applies to everything and everyone too. Right. Now you can do anything. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> um, and then what classes do you have to take for psych, for the psych minor? Um, I believe it's like 19 credits total. Mm -hmm. And then they require Psych 111, which I just passed with AP Psych um, in high yeah. school, I think. And then Psych 308, which is psychological statistics. I'm not totally sure why those two are the specific ones that are required. Mm -hmm. um, but there are other, there are tons of other ones you can take. Um, and luckily, as a psych minor, you get to pass all the pre prerequisites for the psychology classes. So... Um, 
I would I would guess I probably took about five other psych classes, which okay. might be too many. It, it kind of depends on which ones you decide to take. But yeah, yeah, they require those two, and then there's like probably forty or fifty that you can choose from. Okay. So yeah. Cool. And which one was your favorite class? Uh, I really loved abnormal psychology. Mm-hmm. That's always been interesting to me is the psychological disorders. I think most people would find it very fascinating, especially the forensic aspects of like psychotic disorders and things like that. Um, but also because I think that it was very informative about the more common disorders. I mean, I don't think anybody yeah. could go their whole life without knowing at least a dozen people who have a mood disorder, depression mm-hmm. or anxiety or anything like that. Um but also being able to better understand personality disorders, you know, like that was just so interesting for me and very informative. I felt like I was a lot more prepared to deal with psych patients, but also just to be able to recognize those challenges and patients that I see outside of the specific psychology practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really loved it and it covered all the bases. I felt like I was a lot more prepared for psych and even psych in nursing school because I took that one. Um, and then how did you sign up to be a psych minor? Um, I, well, you talk to the psychology advisement because they can kind of help you figure out like what you want to do in the steps. But in order to declare the minor, um, you have to go to nursing advisement, whether you are a pre-nursing student or you're in the program, and then work out like a four-year plan. Um, hopefully most people have seen what those sheets look like, but you just... Um, put your your planned schedule for all of your classes um, just so that you can prove that doing the minor won't delay your graduation. Um, and psychology is a very small minor. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. But once you submit that, they'll sign you off and declare that minor in your MyBYU. Um, so you have to do it through the nursing advisement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, I'm also a psych minor. <laughs> and I also emailed the psychology department. I think, I don't know how they're doing it with COVID. I don't know. But. I didn't have to email. I just yeah. went and talked to an advisor. It couldn't okay. hurt though okay. to talk to both schools. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'd just reach out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else about the psych minor you'd want to let us know? Um. Well, I guess like a personal recommendation for nursing students to take um, would be health psychology. Mm. I did really like it. I know I said it wasn't my favorite, but it's (laughs) very helpful, especially in nursing, because it studies first how psychology in a person affects their health as an individual and also health behaviors in individuals. Mm -hmm. So you can better understand if somebody does have a psychological disorder or multiple Um, how that would affect their physical health and also how their physical health will affect their psychology Um, and just understanding trends in patient behavior um, and the differences like between how a male and a female patient would interact with a male or female practitioner um, or you know like what things could possibly be obstacles in a patient taking the medication or um, following through on the interventions that you give them. I mean, things like that to help you really understand a patient um, and understand long-term what their health is going to be like given certain factors, um, mm-hmm. low income, low education, how is that going to affect their medical history that they give you. There are tons of um, informative things that will help you understand how to see individual patients and their behaviors, what things could be obstacles, and what are other needs that might not 
be super apparent just from a physical exam. Um, And so that class was super helpful just for like health practitioners. I would definitely recommend that nursing uh, majors take that one because um, you don't get really that information anywhere else, I don't think. Um, And it can change the way that you treat patients and the way that you see them. So it's an awesome minor. Mm -hmm. I am biased, but... Same. (laughs) But we would both recommend it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much, Hannah. Of course. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. Well, Adia, we made it to another end of another awesome episode of the College Handoff. Honestly, Adia, my favorite part about talking with Blaine was learning about all these different things that the Red Cross does. I... Blaine really taught me today and taught everybody else that the Red Cross is a lot more individual. Yeah, and it was so fun to talk with Hannah. She is the best. Um, I love being able to be in the program with her. And if anyone else has any questions about the psych minor and you see us on campus, feel free to talk to us about it. We would love to convince you to do the psych minor. And again, guys, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will see you next week. See you all next week.